Perfect. I'm the best ever. There's never right. been anybody who's right. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nair Claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stream Episode 5. I am back from China. Um, I got a little sick, so I missed last week. Um, forgot to wear a jacket on the plane ride back, 14 hours, and it caught me. Um, so this week, we're going to talk a little bit about the China trip. We're gonna, we have a new office, um, so we have a little bit of a different setup. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple of our weekly articles, as well as our weekly wins here at Fort Kaya. So at that, um, let me start off a little bit about the China trip. Um, it was really interesting to see um, basically concentrated money. We had uh, you know, an island full of skyscrapers, all covered in LEDs, uh, lots of people buying things, um, you know, very consumer-based. Everybody loved uh, American products, Jordan brand everywhere, New Balance, everything was... Um, it was like Rodeo Drive times 10. It was pretty impressive to see. Um, lots of restaurants, lots of uh, high-end LA-style hotels. Um, a lot of fun as a tourist to go, you know, restaurant hopping and, and hotel hopping and, um, you know, being, being interested in the fact that um, the Chinese really like our culture and everybody was very uh, happy to see me and want to take pictures. And it was, it was cool to be um, in that environment. Um, and it's also cool to see an economic boom in, you know, in real time. Um, so, you know, biggest, build, uh, tallest building in China was uh, built by an architecture firm called Gensler that's based here in America. It was, it was a very nice building, um, nice views everywhere. Um, it was good to see. Um, yeah. So. It's like most of the people are out of poverty or what's the deal there? Um, I think their workforce has not been activated yet. They have a large population that um, I think one third of them are in, you know, in like the traditional, you know, what we would call like a workforce. And then the rest of them are still like in a position where I think it's they're preparing for scale. So there's a lot of buildings there that you know haven't been occupied yet. Outside, uh, so of like their templates have been built, they're ready to activate. Yeah. So I think it's a. It's especially now they have 5G, so with technology being... Um, Speed things up, accelerate that growth. Just access to technology everywhere. I think eventually, you know, when you have people on um, the internet all over the country, you're going to have access to information all over the country. Might that be, you know, maybe a little bit censored information, but it's still information. So um, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, it's it just it shows that in terms of com competition, it shows that here in America, we have to like really, you know, watch it. Just yeah, just know that 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 there is, you know, one. I think it's like over a billion people, and only a third of them are working in the capacity that we can consider like you know high tech work. So it'd be really interesting to you know to make sure that you know you compound that with some um, fourth industrial revolution reorganization of the workforce, and you pretty much have your work cut out for you, right? <laughs> You got to learn how to fend for yourself. Like yeah. the economy is going to get a little bit tougher. But what I saw was that we work. We we rely on each other. Like I, you know, I didn't really realize that until we were there. I said, like you know, culture-wise, we rely on each other. Business-wise, we rely on each other. 
you know, American businessmen go there. Our manufacturing was there. My fiance was there to go check out warehouses because they're doing prototypes for all of America. So it is a you know a back and forth, and I think there could be a, you know a nice solid cohesion if we if you know. What is that? What does she work for? Um, she does store design for Guest Jeans. So they're doing fixtures. Um, so the fixtures are being made in China. So like all the hangers and everything that you know, all the shelving, all that stuff is being made in China. So they're ensuring that you know the quality is con- controlled. She went all the way over there for QC. Well, yeah, they did three prototypes, three different factories, and they picked which ones are going to be the best made. Nice. So, yeah, so that was a chi- that was a China trip in short. Um, email Forkaya if you want any more questions. I can answer them, no problem. Um, and then, do you want to do a little bit about the Forkaya intro and it, see what... Intro, but there, um, there's no intro. It's just uh, what we've been doing is obviously moving, but we've been really busy. We got the first three lectures of the Academy out. Um, we should be finishing the Academy in like, uh, I would say 10 weeks time. And that's kind of like our activation of the lab also. So like we're gonna, the Academy should accelerate the um, production of the companies that we have in there. And we also have, we started experimenting with a talent agency, like I told you, but we've been placing people. so. Um, that code has been cracked. We know how to use uh, our resources to get you jobs um, for wherever you want to work. Uh, also, uh, we got some of the creative stuff. Obviously, the creative lab uh, things working, but more on less administrative, like the startup and the podcast, and more like actual creative shows. And we'll talk about that when that actually starts ossifying a little bit more in place. Uh, but we've just been busy just yeah. right now mostly on the platform side just making sure that the you know the tools are turned into an actual blueprint interactive blueprint that could be followed as opposed to just tools uh, so let's talk a little bit about the academy so we're doing we want to let's recap we're doing a whole revamp of the academy it's going to be seatbelt in you have you know courses that are set out for you milestone based correct is it yeah it's like um Basically, the academy is going to be interactive. So, when instead of the way we had it set up, which was be able to read the academy really fast and get a understanding of like a Cliff Notes version of what a startup should be, um, but with a, with a lot more potency, we realized by um, getting feedback from our users that they're actually used to like videos like MOOC videos, um, some quizzes and tests to absorb their knowledge, um, a real life case study that they can actually look at and compare what they just learned um, and task. Hmm. They already have a key card into the lab, now they can actually go in and do the work because they have the blueprint. Before we had directions, but now we're actually like getting up on camera talking about the directions and what those things mean because I feel like Forkai Academy is the future of learning. It's different modes. It's not the same. We're going to switch it up. We'll have a green screen. Like there's a bunch of different things we're going to be doing by by completely deconstructing um, what it means to learn something. And I think um, what we're realizing is (laughs) everything goes back to passion. If you're passionate, you'll be able to absorb the information. Mm -hmm. So 
there's a lot of deconstructing going on. We're looking at everything, not like, hey, how do we do a show? I don't care. We're, we're not looking at any blueprints from um, predecessors. We're looking at this thing with new minds and like saying, hey, what's the best way to communicate this message? How long does the video need to be? How many words do they need to read? What are some of the mnemonics? Like, there's gonna be all of those things. I spent three months understanding how to put, how to make that, um, like really working with some, um, really, really, really talented like linguists, uh, people in education, engineers, designers, so we can take like science, art, technology, human behavior and psychology and try to make it like you're reading a magazine. Like in the academy, we're talking about startups because we're in the startup game, we might as well teach it. So, and it's 50% of people think at some point wanna do a side project, you know, side hustle for lack of a better word. But like, um, how do you, how do we, how do you get that information? How do you communicate? communicate that information in the shortest period of time in the most entertaining way, turning a page. But when you're turning it, it's like registering in your brain and it's, it's sitting there because there's a mnemonic you know, element to it. I can tell you right now, the top three chapters based off of mnemonics. Introduction, passion comes first, but know what you're gonna get into. Don't believe all the hype here about startups. That's chapter one, that's just introduction. Make sure you're passionate and don't believe the hype and make sure you're ready because it's a different kind of game. It's weird. Everything yep. is backwards. Chapter two is idea, mission, emotion, data. Very simple. What is the idea? Mission, emotion. What's the mission? Do you have, is it a mission oriented idea? Because that that's going to make hiring people easier, raising money easier, getting people to you know, follow you easier. Um, emotion, does it evoke an emotion in you? Do you, do, you, do you, does it make you feel a certain way even if it's polarizing? And data, <laughs> make sure you know what you're getting into. Yeah. This is your, the data is your chance to be able to save a ton of money by before you spend any money by nullifying your hypothesis and be like, oh no, that's a horrible idea. So I'm not gonna go build this thing and waste money and pay all these people. Like, so, and uh, lecture three, which is problem, who, what, where, when, why, and how to, that's it. So the five, those who, what, where, when, why, how for lecture three, idea, mission, emotion for lecture two, passion, and understand the game. Don't believe the hype because it's not gonna, you're not gonna become the Instagram founder on your first go, for sure. Chances are very low. It's the, the way I look at a startup is like you start off at 5%, that's your chance of success. Then you can add, like you can buy the vowels. You know, you can add, add another 5%, add another 10%. You can buy it by acquiring the talent. But in startups, 95% of them fail. You start off with a 5%. Our academy, I'm hoping it gives you another 25% in there, chance of succeeding. Not 30%, hopefully, passion and the other resources, your own ability to be able to bam, will give you another 30% because that's the person you need to also, it's not like the game you're entering. You have to be the right athlete entering that game. So 
we're teaching that conditioning routines what do you need to do not like rules ideas on what would work for you you know one of the like Bruce Lee he would say like test things reassess them see what works what doesn't work get rid of adapt be flexible and agile like that's startup world in a, in a sense you know like what works for you I could write a book with 10 laws and this and this this it may not connect to you but I can write in a almost vague kind of way that would appeal to everybody because we're all human at the end as long as there is a goal attached to what we want to do and there's passion then we're already starting off right so we're you know like a lot of the things we're doing aren't specific to the startups or like we're actually slowing it like on purpose kind of like making sure the right uh pedigree of entrepreneurial athlete is entering our lab though i give them lab passes to be able to see that's the only way you learn you got to go in and try action is the way you learn experimenting failing so it burns so hard that it changes the DNA of your body because you won't make that mistake. Next time you're going to go make that mistake again, you're going to have such a PTSD from that. But at least you have that PTSD will always be your North Star and guide you the, the right way if you're going in the wrong direction because you won't make the same mistake again. Making mistakes is perfect, but making the same mistake again, it just means like you're not getting it. So essentially, it's increasing your chances of luck as well, you know? And also, just thinking out loud here, I think proximity is being, um, is for me, it's been a very important thing, is essentially making sure that you're in the right place to meet the right people. Um, you know, increasing your chances of luck, just playing off of this, is making sure you're at the gym at the right time, you know, where people that are, that are either, um, you know, working professionals where you can get funding from lawyers doctors you know who who they are you start making conversations with them you see them every day you start it's it becomes an easier approach to them if you want funding if you know making sure that you're going to conferences in the same you know areas and subjects that you are you're in yeah it's kind of like that good one goodwill hunting thing right like you're a janitor at MIT you know what i mean like what are the odds? You're a genius and you're a janitor at MIT writing. Uh, you want to get discovered. You're playing the game. So like the way I, I, I completely understand that. But the problem is you're, you're working against such a high gravity society, society matrix institutions that have kind of like pounded so much into the boxiness into your brain that we're trying to like unwind all of that throw all of those pieces away take the good ones polish them up and integrate them into our system but like if we don't need it we have enough experimentation and data i've seen enough templates you know i, I i've seen enough to be able to understand whether or not um the chances my experience itself is a huge asset that's what I'm you know relying on that kind of relying on that data in order to um, 
make every make decisions and then taking your gut feeling and then seeing how it's gonna how, how it's gonna mesh with the environment and the society or like the game you're playing Th those are all things that you can work on increasing your chances I've never been like a big um, proponent of accidental chance meeting or being ready to pitch or you know you should be you should be always if you're passionate if you believe in your product if you've been working in the lab and like really made all those sacrifices you don't need to rub elbows with that person you, you know that's what i that's the whole point of forkaya the accelerator the talent agency that you know setting you know uh, kb up with bob to get a million dollars so he can pursue his dream and actually remove all these desktop towers those are all like that connection that forkaya ecosystem is there so you don't have to go work out at the gym and actually run into the guy that has money and say the right things in order well it's know. back to identity right if what you're doing is a part of your identity when you are speaking to people what do you do it always comes up so when you say what you do you're not trying to rub the right elbows i mean you're just you're at the all i'm saying is you want to be where the action is always you want to position yourself where the action is right if you want if you're you're I just hate young. strategy. You if know, you're like, young in a city, you should go. I mean, if you're young and you want to be a part of, you know, have a good job in a city, you want to go live inside the city. That's what I did. And then you start, you know, making the right connections that are, you know, at the places you want to be. And you go to the firms, you know, you go to the, the junctions that these firms hold. You go to, you know, the the, the most expensive Jonathan Club you could afford, you know. <laughs> Which one did you go to? Which uh, I went to the LA Athletic Club. I went to the, um, the city club. I mean, these are things I was able to, you know, to at least... Malibu Jonathan Club. Um, it's, again, it's like you're going to get, you're going to do all the things. You got, you are who, what you think about all the time. You are going to do the things that you want to do and think about. It's just about, like, not being brainwashed and understanding those are the things you want. If you want to go to the Jonathan Club and rub elbows and do the next big deal, you're going to make, you're gonna, that's going to happen. But that's what, what you're gonna yeah. do, you know. That's that's humans. We have a certain energy that just gets things done. Have you noticed when you're with somebody else, the energy changes all of a sudden? There is like a shift. It could be infectious. You can get things done. You feel confident. You know, like that's the environment that we're building. Like charged up. You know, I'm like all into mindfulness and meditation and all this stuff, but like. You know, um, like sometimes you gotta flow like a tsunami. Yeah. You don't just flow. You know, you you break some stuff in your way, especially if it's unsustainable. Especially, especially if it doesn't make sense. If there is no place for it, the future of work is sharing equity. The future of learning is different ways, different modes. Twist it. Go passion backwards, not like chase the A. This is the the. This is the, the, the you know. It's chase your own dream, but it starts with like the fundamental human things of courage, hmm. you know, being able to like not care if that person is clowning you about what you're trying to do. Yeah. Because you're like, your blinders are on, you got that no peripheral focus and you're driving like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's extremely difficult 
to be able to pull some of the stuff that we're trying to pull off. The reason we have 75,000 YouTube views, X amount of LinkedIn followers, this many hundred other companies trying to apply to get into the incubator, 300 applications a day is because there is no strategy. I'm not strategizing anything. We're just, there's no, like this is a, it's called stream because we're just streaming. It's a yeah. flow of consciousness. That's the business. That's we're raw and real and make mistakes. But the core idea of people getting together, collaborating, experimenting, owning, growing together, that sense of community, it's an innate, inherent, it's not hard to activate that. Yeah. It's not, it's not difficult. You just got to make sure all this incoming information mm. is curated. It's, select, it's selective. It's not changing you unless your brain likes it and holds on to it. Then you should listen, not because of some other thing, you know? And uh, I think that can be taught. Well, I think, uh, you know, now stuff. that you have Forkaya being, you know, a place where you allow people to come in and get into that, no, you know, blinders on mode, full focus on their project, you know, build as much as they can right away. Um, we also give them the security as the company that's looking out for them. Like we are, they're, in, they're embedded into Forkaya. We're looking out for those users that are here. We are essentially saying, Okay, now it's time for you to need money to get money. We'll go do that. We'll roll up our you know, sleeves. Go do the dirty work. Go find you the money you need. And, yeah, like and you know that's that's saying a lot. That allows people that aren't you know it's, it's already enough work to do a startup, like in general. And then you have on top of that your funding goals, your you know your staffing goals. They they have that access here, which is which I think is really beneficial. That's it's, and it's like, hey, if the term. You know, for example, we were talking to uh, one of our guys who needs money in order to make Q1 of next year, and then but he has an amazing product he could scale. But like the investor we introduced, we introduced him to in our ecosystem was going to invest in us. So we're kind of like jumping back positions and saying like, no, actually this is perfect for you. This is a perfect opportunity for you. I'm not in a rush. You know what I mean? Like that's. You know, I think in one of these podcasts, I said, like, I want, I want to kind of, like, let people get on my shoulders and leap to the next level. And literally, we're doing it in real time, live. While we're luxury of being self-funded. <laughs> well, <laughs> these waters are going to get right. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get it. We're we're doing it the way we want. The reason we're able to have the flexibility with the creative lab and not hey focus on this instead of squeeze money out of uh, charging uh, monthly fees or monthly you know all of those things not opening like all of those options are VC options, you know revenue stream options like open up you know you have X amount of users. Why don't you make you know, for Kaya X or for Founders Club or something else, or charge for the academy. They, other companies charge five thousand dollars for what you do. You can charge, you can deconstruct it, charge nine dollars Netflix money, 
sign up 30,000 people at nine bucks a month, you know, like monthly. So <laughs> doesn't actually sound like too bad of an idea, but we want it to be um, the right, for the right reasons, the right way. And so far, um, what we've, what I've seen being effective is building based on the feedback that we're getting. And if so far um, we haven't needed this essential investment from an outside company, um, so be it, you know? That's, that's good on us and it's good for our users because it allows us to continue growing organically. Um, gives us more options down the line. Well, I think it's growing in the way that we're encouraging our you know, users that are coming in, our founders, to set up their startups, right? We're, we're growing our company the same way that we're encouraging others to grow their companies. And that's by the essentially agile method, just throwing you know, Pandora's box out there. Here's everything we have. Yeah. And use the scientific method for your own startup. And here are the, here's the talent. Because you gotta think about, this is how it works, right? You get a bunch of talent, ta talented, really, really talented people, PhDs, masters, linguists, psychologists, engineers, software engineers, data scientists, like, you get all these guys, and then you get a bunch of idea guys that are like leaders, they know exactly how to organize. Sometimes they're the same person, Elon Musk. It's awesome, you know? Um, but you don't have to be the same person anymore. You know, the code is there. We just take them, pull them together, connect them with the pieces and the tools and the resources they need, give them the blueprint, and it's, and on to the next one. At least they can do that four or five times and then they'll hit it. They'll save a lot of time and increase their chances of hitting their big startup. It doesn't necessarily have to be a unicorn in their lifetime, which is what everybody's dream is. You know, people have to, like, social media, the media, all these, like, everybody pumping the startup game into, like, having to have a billion-dollar company is false. You don't have to have a billion dollar company. You can have a fantastic family business, you know, and pass that on to your kids. And that in itself could fall into one of the six business types, but it could be a lifestyle business, it could be a purchasable business, whatever you want it to be, but at least you have options. Um, it's a virtual elbow rubbing, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think we're just trying to increase that, like make that a better experience, right? Constantly. Well, that's going to, you know, with technology that comes, everything that, you know, like, you know, eventually I would like to, you know, put my VR, Oculus is coming out with a new VR, I would like to put that VR on and then be able to be in a forecast workshop, virtual workshop, and be able to, you know, talk to people from... The things that we're like, lecture, we're in like lecture three, and we're already thinking about like season two and the BAM classes and like how that is going to take you through like the human history and how four billion years ago like sign of life and we were like a little uh like a little fish pelicia worm and then coming out and amphibian and then we jumped on the tree and then we were brave enough to jump down on the tree and then walk up i'm gonna we're gonna trace this entire thing and decode where and how we were peaking at what areas and what were the like sense of community the basic what things did we need in order to, to progress the way we did? We don't have to have the most billionaires in the world that have the most amount of wealth in the world. Now, that's actually counter 
intuitive to what we used to be. So, um, and that's dangerous. Inequality, like wealth gap widening is very, very dangerous. And like other countries have experienced that the U.S. hasn't necessarily had that kind of um, uh, relationship with uh, a revolution, you know? So um, it's one of the ingredients of revolution, you know, like but you got to make sure the world step was previously very large in the U.S. But it's and, just, and but because of faster cycles, it's the, the gap between the top 1% is now a gap. The top one percent of billionaires are ninety own ninety five percent of all the wealth of the, all the billionaires. Mm-hmm. So there is a I don't know you know what you want to make of it, but it doesn't sound um, it sounds it doesn't sound too fair. Just <laughs> like, I think it's just a different pattern of history. I mean, you had the Robert Bones back in the day, Carnegie Mellon. I mean, Carnegie Andrew Mellon. Um, now you got the Zuckerbergs, and you got the Jeff Bezos yes. and you got that um, but in general what I'm saying is that when technology like the fourth industrial revolution what you're talking about it's going to give people an opportunity to have a different type of work a different type of income revenue and you're going to be able to um, start kind of eating it's not just going to happen the mistake people make is like oh it's going to this going to this it's going to happen or one person can end up monopolizing a bunch of stuff and then it'll never happen. You, you know what I mean? Like in this country, you know, that's the whole point. Or you, yeah. yeah, you can't. So what do you do? You break up your company into a bunch of different things, call it alphabet. But and then that person, get, that person gets a bunch of, like basically the person that gets broken up ends up making more money in the long run anyway. But in general, what I'm trying to say I is, Google stuff, yeah, yeah. Alphabet stuff. But in general, what I'm trying to say is that what we're doing here is to encourage that next generation of like you're, like you're saying that that doesn't have to be a billion dollar company but a guaranteed profitable you know hopefully in the multi-million dollar profit you know if I could just inspire somebody to follow their own heart and passion that'll be better for the world and than be able to stand on their own feet I agree yeah if they can stand on their feet follow their passion doesn't feel like work things are going to come to you I mean I'm experiencing that currently in my life I, I'm working on things I like and connections are happening things are happening you know ideas are coming together and and I think that's the way I, I you just need a little bit of courage and encouragement to be able to do that and what we try to do is hedge it with the agency so you can make money like you know I've thought yeah. of everything like hedge, hedge it that way if you have like a, you're going on a hot streak you can sign a deal with the talent agency and go work at Google if you want like we're, you know we're making all those introductions to invest if you got your own startup you need money come but I so. just think that's what the umbrella of the company is able to do is allow people to have an entrepreneurial mindset while still having a security blanket I mean, in the, in the long run, that's the biggest thing that people are scared of, is, is jumping off ship. They're going to say, I want to do something for my own, finally. But then I take the easy route out and get another job that from the resume is big, you know, in a better position. From the beginning, we said, I don't want 100% of your time. Like, we want 10%. But if it's 10% focused, intense, focused intensity, to me, that's better than 90% mediocre. 10% focused intensity of your time is what we need to make magic happen. Now you're one brain, we have another 30, you know, yeah. 7,000 brains that you can connect that to. You increase your chances of the big bank. That's all, that's all we're doing. It's mm-hmm. like a modern, modern agile think tank um, that we actually go out of our way to try to bring your brain back to its more creative state. It's more, 
um, logical state mm. um, even if it means like trying to push ideas that are unpopular like no countries you know there should be like you know if it was up to me I would start a country call it human and that would be the country and all the rules and everything would be very 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 um, pro-earth the people involved the society um, and I know you're going to say like there's going to be a lack of motivation like you know that, that so that's me I do the exact opposite I promote countries <laughs> I would say you know every country makes a good product and we can benefit by learning more about each other and worshipping you know what those companies you know like basically saying like okay I'm really grateful for Italian products I'm really grateful for Italian design I'm really grateful for their sports cars they make the best sports car I'm really grateful for American businessmen I'm really grateful for American business ethics I, you know, I like working in this country where people promote you know, to scale. Um, so there's, I think every, everything has a pro and con. I mean, I went to China. It was so nice to see, uh, like I said, an econo a, a economic revolution happening in, in real time. I got to see it. You know, a government and people working together at the same time was crazy to, for me to see because I've never seen that, like, you know, where so much money is poured in into a, like a concentrated area. And seeing that, which was cool, because yeah, they're, they're 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 breed of startups and entrepreneurs. They're whole new level. You know what I mean? They're I don't faster. Know. They're you, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. We don't know yet. We just don't know. It's but it's good to see the difference. It's good to have a difference. Variety is the best thing in life. Don't take the same street every every day to work and back. Take a different street. Go see the variety. Open your eyes. You know, every, everywhere has a specific thing that it good at. So that's 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 my take on on the open border human the human what is it human citizen that's like the like human yeah. what are you I'm human yeah so that's I, like, I like I like pride I like people being prideful for who they you are you can be prideful um, yeah. there's nothing prideful about having a violent history you know what I mean there's nothing prideful about you know like I'm prideful for the you know the place we've gotten from there though like you know like I mean a country that learns from its mistakes is also something to be said you know for you know it's, it's a pretty pretty hard thing to do is to you know constantly iterate I mean we're seeing that clash right now I mean you know who knows what's going to work out but I like to see the iteration and eventually I think iteration works for the better I mean it's a it's like a slowly refined machine I think it's getting better it's not getting worse. I would, yeah. Anyway, I've missed these conversations. Two weeks in, missing in action. All right. Do you want to move on to our weekly content in terms of... Uh, yeah, talk to me show? about what's going on. In um, so some cool things uh, that we saw. They're doing a car-free city um, in Tempe, Arizona. Um, Tempe is expected to grow from 45,000 um, in population to 90,000 in 20 years. So this test city is 1,000 residents. Um, I think it's every unit is about three stories and instead of having parking spaces they put small businesses coffee shops bike shops you have to you can't park your car on site you can't park it close to the uh, proximity to the site you have to take you know uh, electric scooter electric bike regular bike regular scooter or any skateboard whatever you, you want but no cars and I don't think any motorcycles either but don't quote me on that but it's a uh, it sounds awesome like a watered down version of the human country so yeah so 
Yeah, exactly. You want your human country going here. Uh, But yeah, so 60% of people looking to move right now want a walkable city. So the cities that are growing don't want the congestion that comes from growth. And this is what their, you know, the solution is. And it's honestly with like, you know, shout out Super 73, that bike that I wish I showed you. Um, I think it was a, you know, it's some pretty cool things. Our Irby, these things are like, you know, they're coming up with a new form of technology that lets people get around um, easier. And like to be able to see, you know, the guys selling coffee every day. And like, that, that's one thing I do miss about downtown is being able to walk out my door, go down the block and get a coffee. Like, that was great. Every day I do the same thing. And it was, it was amazing. Like, you know, now I have to get in my car, 10 minutes to start. But, you know, like, it takes more time. It's less, like, invigorating for your senses. You don't get, like, right into the world right away. Now it's better for the planet, like, all these cars not driving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're destroying the human experience when you're driving in traffic. I don't understand why people do that. But I think that's also, like, a human experience. Like, especially when cars become smarter you're not going to have that experience. 5G will allow cars to speak with each other in real time to be able to... You're like, yo, move a little bit to the move left. Move all right. unison. Like, we shouldn't have traffic. Like, you think I have, about, t- I have room to make my right. Like, it would be exact amount of, of speed you need to get onto an on-ramp to be able to merge perfectly into this, like, yeah, I bl- group of... <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's kind of scary, but it's also pretty cool if, like, right away you have every car working in unison. Or at least, like, the car telling you what you have to do so you're working unison. I don't think that'll work. I think it has to be com- controlled completely by computer software. Yeah. opportunity to work on your laptop, in but the car, send out emails, be plugged into the system. Like, But that's one way of not wasting infrastructure. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, you have all this infrastructure for highways, and if every car is electric, every car is autonomous, then you're, you still get to use all these things, and it would work the way it was designed to work. Like, straight, you know, we can be able to get from here to L.A. in 30 minutes. 20 minutes, which would be pretty awesome. I mean, so, yeah, that's one thing. I like, uh, like when I go on vacation, I typically don't leave the resort because it has everything in it. I'm one of those people, like, I like being in a place that has everything. A community like that to me sounds awesome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm one of those people too, but I do it for the opposite reason. I just, I'm like, I'm on vacation. Like, right, right. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm like going on no volcano yeah. at 4 a.m. My fiance is the opposite. She's like, right. we're going to do this. this. Gonna do... Yeah, I'm like, no. We could do three of the things on your list. <laughs> Tempe, um, Arizona. Good job. Yeah, that is cool, Tempe. You're going to keep an eye out. Shout Especially out. if it's going to do a double in population. I mean, so keep your real estate, you know, speculators. Keep your eye out. Um, another thing that was cool that came out while I was gone was uh, the Disney Plus launch. Um, streaming wars heating up. Yes, yeah, talking about back to the streaming wars, but uh, Disney Plus is, I think they launched with 10 million people trying to sign up. It crashed the servers, but they're back up, and they give you a pretty good deal. Honestly, if you're into like ESPN, they give you ESPN Plus, they give you Hulu with ads, and then they give you all of the Disney catalog. Um, I don't know, like how I much think, is it? Uh, Twelve ninety nine monthly. Yeah, or I think I think so. Uh, pretty like 90% but in terms of just uh, like from like my friends and things like that people have been signing up and they expect to grow to 45 to 90 million users yeah. you know, so that's, that's a lot they, I mean like think about the market they're covering it's Disney I mean but it's not it's not like your father's Disney it's it's not Mr. Walt Disney's Disney where it was like you know um, 
now that ESPN, National Geographic, mm-hmm. I saw like the uh, all the companies that, the, that they own. You said that they, I don't know. Somebody told me that they um, had a, had an issue pulling all of their shows, like pulling all of their shows off of Netflix or something like that. What I think they of? had a little bit of trouble, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. But I just read Bob Iger's book. He was supposed to have the Shanghai Disney be his like final piece, so he can get like global presence. They like went to like every town in Providence in China and like did recruiting for like talent, and they like spent ten billion dollars on that on that um, Disneyland. Um, I wanted to go, but we couldn't go. We didn't have time. I lived there, for, you know, five days. Um, but basically, that was supposed to be his like final legacy piece, and then I think uh, Wall Street wanted him to stay, and now Disney Plus is his like. His final legacy piece, I think, and he's going to retire in twenty twenty one, so he's going to basically ride this wave out and grow it until he retires. But he's been a pretty darn good CEO. I mean, in terms of growing the company and keeping good image, I mean, it's been interesting. I think they own like ABC, you know, like, or they own they own they own they own a lot of a lot of things. They own a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then last thing I think let's pull it up um, is just the growth of TikTok. Um, talk about it a little bit. Um, so TikTok is getting valued. It's still private, so it's getting, but it's getting valued at like seventy-five billion. I think it's owned seventy-five percent by Chinese investors, um, and I think there's a little bit of like security issue. I think America is a little concerned about the security, but it has one billion monthly active users, which is a lot of users. Um, lets you share, you know, funny clips. That's what it is. Um, like short videos. Uh, like, like a vine basically kind of like it's very like like short videos I don't, I don't know how to explain it's not they're not all have to be like funny or, or right, not, right, right. like you know, like we could probably do like clips of us do it talking right now and putting on TikTok that's what like the old people are doing but then the young people are just sharing funny videos yeah it's just like, yeah. Just like but it's like yeah like I said really young age it used to be musically then it got I think bought by a Chinese investor and then it blew up after that and then it's been, like I said, criticized by U.S. Senators, uh, US senators for censorship, privacy, and child safety. But I think people are still using it. It's still growing. And then um, they're just right now. The biggest issue is that they're not. They don't really show any revenue, um, or they don't have any big revenue streams. Right? They don't have a strong source of revenue. So mostly venture capital backing. But there's a lot of companies that didn't have Facebook didn't have revenue for forever. Right? When it went when it went public. So but now look at it. It's, you know. I think it's making like God, God knows how much per user. So um, I don't know. Majority of yeah. money from yeah. Russia. It's all yeah. It's all ads and from and, Russia and <laughs> from Russia with love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> favorite movies. Funny selling your dad. And we we're talking about. I was talking to my little brother about selling your dad. And he's like, I have no problem with selling my dad. He's like, it just makes. I things, love to be targeted. He's like, it, it just makes, makes my things life easier. easier. Things I already want to buy easier to buy. Why do I care? My dad's like. A boomer, he's like, I have no idea what this kid's talking about. Like, how, how do you not care about your privacy? <laughs> he's like, and I, and we're like talking. He's like, you know, you get, because you guys, the more go, information you share, um, the more algorithms will make your life easier. It's up to you, but you're also making yeah. yourself susceptible to the platform that you're sharing your information with, and. Um, 
I don't know. I want to talk to like a privacy expert about like the back end of like how bad it could be for you. Besides like, you know, stealing privacy your data. Is, like, like if you don't like want it, don't have it. Like, but I don't like know. GPS I, following you and these things, like I want to know how bad that could be potentially down which road. Because it, I saw what it is on like a high scale in China. I don't want that. Like CCTV following me everywhere. But I kind of probably already have something like that with GPS on my phone. I'm literally carrying a, a, a monitor <laughs> that, tell, that tells yeah. her, you know, so... That's interesting, you know? Like, I just don't I want the government to have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This phone is your tool. You know? The government has a bunch of their own tools. So, um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, to me, I could, I'm very, like, shop online, everything, simple. Um, I'm kind of forgetful so like if somebody is sending me an ad to something that I was going to do I find that convenient mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't share like sp- specific I always say no like can I sh- are you willing yeah, to share yeah I do the same thing I always say no yeah same. I always say no because I actually had like sim swap like uh, fraud done to me like four times people were like stealing through AT&T actually AT&T you'll be hearing from my attorneys but like um, where an employee, like it's an internal thing where somebody will come and they'll give you the SIM, they'll give the SIM swap to somebody else. I don't know for money or whatever, but it was a freaking nightmare because they would, go, they would go in there, lock me out of my own, uh, they'll take my SIM and then go into my Gmails and then the G the Gmail at night at Saturday night so AT&T store is closed they can't text me the activation the activation code to open up my own Gmail and they had a field day that Sunday you know what I mean so like they do things that's crazy there's four times I read about within a month four times within a month you know so like um, and then we, we, we got we, we got into like full-blown investigator mode and looked into everything I literally just read an article about this it's crazy to yeah it's they're being sued left and right and uh, we're just assessing how much I lost like I'm not a big person that like um, files lawsuits for no reason but um, it was just weird how protective they were over their own uh, mistake you know yeah. what I mean they were like oh we don't know the employee we have no idea and then it's obvious where all of these things were happening. It was done over the phone or in person at, at this other location in the East Coast, Atlanta. I just lost $600 on a Wells Fargo debit card. Through, they, I called them. They said, somebody has an algorithm for our cards and has been able to get money. I was like, how is this my problem? I was like, this is your fault. Like, and the, just, and the, yeah, it's, it's yeah. scarier because more and more of our lives is going to be online. And then if cars are like self-driving and there's a bunch of stuff that's like actually could be dangerous if it's hacked. Um, it's a whole nother um, take on hacking. Yeah, right. Imagine if It's a people- whole nother take on hacking. If somebody hacks my Uber, I'm dead. Yeah. I, I don't give a like it's not about like them pulling out 1500 bucks out of an account like they just hacked into the uber and this car is driving it's no longer driving itself um yeah talk about uh, autonomous hitman. autonomous yeah. weapons autonomous hitman <laughs> that's the crime <laughs> that's scary yeah i may have to lower my life insurance <laughs> 
Um, that's an inter- brave new world. Interesting things yeah. happening, new developments. I'm really focused on, we're really focused on um, new methods of learning, new methods of working, and everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. With, with those things, we can live differently um, and play differently, enjoy life differently. Yeah. But if those things are set, the things that they pound into us from I just think those things, I get like education saying. and work is broken. But and those are the first two things back to back that you get true. as a yeah. human. You're like education and then work. If those two things are broken and they're working in conjunction to each other to kind of like um, game you, then uh, like, and if it's broke, specifically if you're not getting any incentive because of at the end result of the game with your certificate or anything, yeah. um, then there's got to be a different way. If the if you're working and this guy's getting rich and nobody else is getting richer, um, even though he took all the risk and stuff, I get it. But there's got to be you, you, there's got to be a way to bring to have people take that option and bring him in on that. You know, so um, and I think if that changes and the motivation and inspiration and passion is on another level, the quality of the work will be better for society, humans as a whole. It will be real added value by somebody that gave a shit, that built it with love. So that end result is a lot more um, like touchable. Like It's a lot more like you can sense it a lot more, feel it a lot more than line 32 on your excel sheet projection yeah. you know what I, mean, I mean but like it's like when you cook something with love you know you you know that person made that so like our goal is like making this incubator making this vc fund with love to show that we're you know going to be able to be there for these founders and these people these students and the, the we want to be involved active users and just say look we want to make the most personalized experience for you you know what works for you how do you like to learn how do you like to make things happen and just make that person you're on the phone like maybe you have specific people you're mentoring and you're on the phone because they like talking on the phone with you for like an hour at a time but like it's different whatever the cool thing is there is no rules we haven't set down like these are the the only rules are definitely be inspired and all the baggage in your mind leave it at home when you come here for the 10% of the time you're working with us the impossible is possible that's the only rule the only rule is that there are no rules there are no specific ways you got a better way I'm the best person to tell new ideas to even radical on that end where I like love it I want to implement it yeah. and the board is like no okay <laughs> yeah. you know like slow down and like that's too risque all those risque things are the new norms yeah okay so you want to conclude episode 5 I'd love to alright and that was uh, welcome back Thank you, thank Cyrus. you. We're going to keep building, we're going to keep growing, and then uh, we'll share our updates next week, and looking forward to getting back on our weekly schedule. See you guys. Cheers. Cheers.